Hi, I'm Kate Thomas, owner of North and Leisure. I help travelers and travel pros plan custom itineraries to Ireland, Scotland, and Atlantic Canada. And I'm Heather Christopher, owner of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. I help time-starved couples and families plan seamless vacations. This is the true story of two travel professionals with over 20 years of experience that agreed to start a podcast. Find out what happens when we air the behind the scenes. This is Travel Pro Theory. Hi, I'm Kate. And it's Heather. And this is Travel Pro Theory. Today, uh, we're going to start doing some listener questions. We get questions all the time on Instagram, email, and in person. So I don't know how many we'll get through today, but uh, we're going to start doing a few episodes like this where we just answer your questions. And we will keep these anonymous, so feel free to send us uh, anything that you would like to hear. Here's talk about. So we're going to start. First question we have is how we built our businesses and educated ourselves to the industry and how we continue to do so. Um, so Katie, I'll let, I'll let you go first. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've we've talked about this before uh, a mm-hmm. little bit because we're both Heather and I are both firmly on team work for someone. Um, we both worked for other companies before going out on our own. And for me, that was instrumental in uh, building my business. So I think it's before you even get to the question, how do you build your business? It's how do you learn the industry and how do you set yourself up to be able to build a business? Um, My background, for those that don't know, I worked, my first job was like a churn and burn, awful ticketing place. And... (laughs) Um, Are they still around, actually? I don't know. I hope not. You should Google it. I should Google it. I just was curious. I was like, I I don't think you've actually ever said the name. Not that you need to right now, but or not that it even matters. That's that's what I, I mean, I wouldn't mind it because they are awful. Uh, I'm Googling them right now. Okay. Uh, Oh, oh, the first, the first two links is one is the, is the glass you know glass door where it's like reviews working places oh okay no uh, that it's like to one other place <laughs> well they don't have well they they do not have good they have really bad reviews and then the second leak is a trip advisor leak that says warning about oh that, bless it <laughs> bless it okay well but they're still in business it sounds like it sounds like they're still in business so this place was like mass Basically, they were just resellers. So when I when I put them in the travel industry, that is uh, a generous way to describe them. They just bought tickets to things and got a discount and resold these tickets. I mean, it really is not different than being a wholesaler, to be honest. On it's like, not the travel like, side, um, is it kind of like the like non? Uh, what is the word I need? I have not watched the whole fight. Is it fire? Do you say oh now? yeah, the fire festival. Fire fe- <laughs> so is it like that, but like legitimate? Kinda, Where he was basically well, wasn't that the premise of the yeah, fire festival? Oh yeah, that he was just like selling. He sold tickets and stuff he didn't have. Yeah, oh. it's kind of like that. Their main uh, product is uh, tickets to Alcatraz in San Francisco, where you go over and see yeah, Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, love Alcatraz. Uh, you, well, you'll love this. Uh, <laughs> all they literally did, they didn't have a deal set up. They were just charging more and it took longer because we had such high volume come through. And then they were literally just going 
onto the Alcatraz website and buying it. How and could then, they guarantee it? Because do they sell out? I know they couldn't. They'd be like, uh, "Let us know your like top three times." They usually couldn't get it, and then it was like non-refundable. It was this place was so skeezy, you guys. This was the time I like would get up, I would cry in the shower <laughs> before work. Oh no! <laughs> God, it's so depressing that it's like kind of hilarious. Oh. Because it felt so dirty. I felt yeah. dirty. Uh, you legitimately had a reason to feel dirty. Yeah. Like, I, is it? I, I guess I, I can't even speak. I'm so. I know. I know. I started there. So there was like a mass call center. So I worked. I would never have lasted even a year uh, in a call center because it how was just like so How do they make enough sad. money? That's what I never understand is how does just, a company like that make enough money to pay employees? Because they were, you were uh, an employee. So you I had taxes, workers mm-hmm. comp. I mean, I like, was paid very little. I was I'm making sure. like, I don't know, 12 bucks an hour or something. Uh, I think that's more than I would have thought. Whoa, well, you'll like this too. Because I, uh, they what they would do is they basically would hire rounds of people like like me at the time young kids that didn't know any better and then like let everyone go after a year and rehire so um yeah that's <laughs> that was how that they had a cycle of that um but anyway yeah I worked at their call center for like I don't know five or six weeks and I would have never made it any longer like I literally hated it and then they moved me to their business development team and surprisingly as, as like terrible as this company was this was a good actually like my first dipping the toe and sort of what I do now because my job there was to uh, connect with the suppliers make sure we were getting the rate that we needed because like their other products they actually had net Contract, rates and were reselling yeah. yeah and and then I would put them up on the website um, so I was able to like be in my own little zone and not like talk to people that were getting ripped off and making me sad um, that is insane I just <laughs> Oh, it just shows you how dishonest most people are in this world. That like the amount of dishonesty happening is kind of asinine, and the fact that people are like making money off of it is yeah. And it made me feel like I hated working there. I made me feel awful being there. I didn't like being a part of it, but at the same time, I was what twenty three at the time, twenty two. I don't even remember. And like. You know, I just moved to Atlanta. I just moved in with Nick. And this was like my upgrade job from after working at Best Buy part time. <laughs> I'm sorry. You wouldn't be me spit my coffee all over this expensive microphone. I was living the dream. <laughs> yeah, girl. Well, you've come a long way. Congrats. <laughs> so, yeah, I went through that. So that was like when I started to travel. And it was enough. It actually, I... I I did have the sense that I would enjoy travel, obviously not <clears throat> not from the that job perspective. And then I uh, later went on to work at a tour operator um, for several years, and they did UK and Ireland, and that's where I really got the base. And I actually, I kind of want to point this out too, um, because it kind of goes back to, Heather, you and I talk about this all the time, that like, everyone kind of thinks that they're getting a leg up by just starting their business right away with no experience. Um, And I think putting in that time at another company, that's, that's why my business is successful now. That's where I learned things because when I started at that tour operator, they didn't even have an opening. I, I call it the stray cat approach. I kept turning up until they let me in (laughs) and gave me some work. 
And my first jobs were to like call hotels and chase down commissions and do accounting. So I learned the accounting side of it. And then I would all call hotels and check availability. So I got to know all the hotels. And then I started doing planning trips. And, you know, next thing you know, I sort of inadvertently learned every part of the business. So when I decided to go out on my own, I was fully prepared. I mean, it took now it's has it it's taken me a time and I'm still building a client base. But as far as like setting up a structurally sound business and mm-hmm. knowing what I'm doing, that was pretty much immediate. Like I left that job in sept in a September of 13 and in October I was in Ireland meeting with all my hotels and I had all my contracts ready for 2014. I think this is such a solid example when um because you and i both know we we talked about this and we see this a lot with new advisors coming into the industry and they're starting they're just basically an entrepreneur from the start mm-hmm. um and we've talked about the fact that we both believe in having the uh, you know having somebody to share the business with you so a lot of people will say well how do i do that i katie this is such a solid example you bug the crap out of someone until they're giving mm-hmm. you work and you're gonna have to do work for free probably yeah. like if you want it that bad you're gonna be fine you're like i'll give you five hours a week for free let me build your um itineraries and travify yeah. or whatever or access yeah. um let me do the research you need on those restaurants or whatever specific research, uh, the commission's chasing down if that's applicable to your business. Um, emailing the welcome letters for your hotels, emailing your welcome homes. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything, there's so much gosh, stuff you need help. Ordering I mean, this- brochures if you still do that. Yeah. Putting together travel documents, that's a great way to learn. Oh, that is business. a good way. That's a good way to learn. And and it's funny too, because it's like, I, I, I've kind of internalized this because I, I, I know, like, you know, in hindsight, I wanted that job so badly. I got it. I did whatever it took. I did everything they asked. And that is that is how I got prepared to start my own business. And I, I do sort of look at that this way now. So I am just onboarding um, an em- employee. Well, she's a contractor, but a local um, helper here, Jordan. And... Uh, she she works she has a day job she works with my husband and part of the reason I even met up with her is because Nick was like she's been asking about what you do on, off and on for a year so I was like okay then okay she wants it right she's like, showing that's enough that's for me. initiative yeah yeah so yeah. I think if you can find like pay attention on Instagram find a travel advisor that you look up to and that seems super busy and overwhelmed because there are a lot out there that have their own VAs and stuff like that but all you can do is ask and offer and then if they're like you know what I actually already have somebody say who else needs somebody Mm -hmm. to help me while you're trying to get your business off the ground and here's the other thing that hopefully would happen I know it happens in in my you know in my business but they might have some smaller trips or um, trips that they really don't have time to do that are something that you could take on for them and they'd be willing to split the commission. But you're getting, you're gleaning clientele, you're gaining experience, you're gaining all the things that you just can't walk into this business in half. Yeah. I I cannot stress enough and being, obviously being blunt, 
it, it frustrates me to the nth degree based on what I feel coming at us and the questions I've gotten for the last couple of years and stuff like that. And even before that, when I was still working for somebody else, that everybody just thinks I like you walk in and you're going to have clientele. Yeah. You walk in and you're just going to know these things that yeah. it does not work that way. So the way Katie and I built our businesses and educated ourselves is to constantly do it. I, we're not ever done learning mm-hmm. that. And I don't that's not like that's not a quote unquote truth bomb or some huge state, you know, prophetic yeah. statement. It's just how any business works. But it's very frustrating to me to watch people be upset that their businesses aren't maybe where they thought they'd be or that they'd have stuff without realizing it's all time 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 and experience that's what you need that's that's the formula i can't there's no katie actually you say this all the time you're always like we don't have a secret sauce yeah there's there's not a (laughs) magic button we're pressing i know everyone wants to be like how do i get to where you are and i'm like uh work hard for 10 years and keep working (laughs) i mean i don't know (laughs) um yeah i it's it is i yeah i'm with you i get a little frustrated not only frustrated it kind of makes me sad i feel like there's too much right now of a feeling of you know everyone thinks that they need things that are important but they don't matter at the beginning um Mm -hmm. everyone's like oh i have the perfect branding i have the perfect website i have all the things i have my cute away bag i'm ready i'm instagram ready and it's like well i mean but you also need to just like learn what you're doing and need a you need clients until you have clients it's not a business um so (laughs) weird (laughs) yeah oh that's odd (laughs) i didn't know that's how it worked um but there's too much you know we've seen it all the time if you build it they will come then i'm like no and guys i I think this is a tough conversation for us too because we do sit on the others we're 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 jaded a bit at the end of the day like that's just the honest truth um and we obviously want to we want to use this quote-unquote platform to to impart our knowledge in terms of things we screwed up on and things we did well and i think it it's just hard when we can't make clients magically appear for you but i also think that's worth a conversation with yourself Mm -hmm. when you're starting this if you are not going to go with a company that provides leads there are um host models that provide leads to my knowledge i i have not experienced them directly but i believe there's a lot of the bigger ones do a lead service if you're not doing that or going under a company a small you know agency that's willing to provide leads or an agent that has leads to give you and you can't truly think of who your clients would be and don't tell me it's your friends because it's guys, never your friends unless you have magical friends which by all means somebody out there could or you have one or two friends in your social circle that really would be your your clients your friends are not it um you probably you really like you can use them as like portfolio building let's call it that mm-hmm. where you're like yeah. i'm gonna just let me plan your trip in terms of let me just get the practice of researching and and booking but like that is not your client yeah Um, you're not gonna make a lot of money because even if you your friends are just also not gonna think about if you're if you had a friend you didn't know anything about travel and you had a friend of travel like you probably wouldn't expect to pay them (laughs) and that's how they're gonna feel about it especially when you're new so yeah portfolio building totally but 
getting thinking that that's gonna pay your bills no uh-uh. So I and my point there is if you know that in your own social circle, they're not willing, they either wouldn't pay eventually for a service like that or for your service, excuse me, um, or don't really have the travel style you think that you want to sell. I, that's when you really need to sit down and say to yourself, do do I have a presence on social media enough to to gain traction here and find people that way? Am I able to write a lot of great content and start a blog and get, pay for some SEO to help, you know, that facilitate some new clients? And that takes time. SEO is not an overnight answer. No. Um, so that's like a long game answer. And even um, social media, like how many times have we, because follower, followers do not necessarily equal clients. Right. And I mean, we've, we've seen this a lot too, where, um, uh, bloggers, travel bloggers that try to that want to move to um, actually working in the travel industry as far as like selling travel, and because they have this huge following, and you know often find that it's not they're not those followers aren't the clients didn't turn into the clients that they thought they would. So yep. it, those numbers don't necessarily mean anything. Exactly. So. If you can't think of where you're going to get those clients at, or if you're not, I, I mean, I, in some ways I hate to say this, but I think it's true. If you're not extroverted enough to go out there and find them, if you're not going to mm-hmm. put yourself in those networking circles or social events to talk about your business confidently, then I really think you need to say to yourself, you know what, I need to find someone who's going to provide leads. And yeah. you may only get one or two a month, but it's 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 something. It's gaining it's traction. It will build. It will go from there. Um so I think, you know, in terms of how to kind of go back to the original question, because damn, that was a tangent. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> how we built our businesses. I, I think, I mean, I think you kind of answered it, Katie. We both worked for somebody else. So we had a baseline of experience. Yeah. And when I first started in the industry, I guess it's worth talking about this. I obviously worked for somebody else. I worked in storefront agency. Again, you guys, we started in a different time frame too. We started like 2006 yeah. and 2008. Um, so there were independent contractors, not nearly as many as there are now. And I didn't know anybody who just up and became an independent contractor from the get-go. That that was yeah. just not mm-hmm. how the industry worked. Um, again, and that was also still like email was still, it was being used, but not to the extent it is now. So again, just a different time. Um, but I was in webinars all day long those first couple of months when i had no clients i either sat beside my boss or somebody else in the agency and literally listened took notes listened took notes tried to add it to the conversation where i where i could because i really i had some travel experience but i didn't have a 10 mm-hmm. um enough to like make me credible i guess is the best way to say it uh i don't think i'd ever been to europe at that point in my in in my life no never been to europe yet uh and I, but I just, I literally sat and listened, sat and listened. And then in our downtime, if she didn't have me doing any research, I would get on webinars with all the different suppliers, Royal Caribbean, Princess, Travel Impressions back then. Um, gosh, I can't, you know, all the hotel, everybody's yeah. got an education program. So that's what your time should be spent doing. And not necessarily you're going to get something, you know, you're not going to remember it all, but it's just to gain industry knowledge. It's just mm-hmm. helping you fill in the gap so you can speak and sound credible on something. 
and to share. Share it on social media if that's your, you know, medium of choice. So people know that you're being educated on it. It will, that'll grow over time. Again, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, the other thing you can do is participate in any industry events you can get your hands on. That you're, you know, whether you have the financial freedom to be able to do so or the timing to do so, pick something, at least one a year that you're going to participate in and then, you know, Google for local things. Um, if you're, I th- I don't know what young travel professionals cutoff is forty. If it's a, if it's uh, a they year? don't uh, they don't have a cutoff anymore. Oh, live. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. No, I think they. they uh, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so great. Young travel professionals group YTP. It's not everywhere, but if you but research it because it's in areas that like maybe you wouldn't expect. It's not in all major cities. I know. I think LA has a pretty big one. Tampa has a decent one, right? Yeah, Tampa um, has a decent one. Um, I don't know. There, yeah, like any major city. I'm trying to think of another one. Does well, they're millenni- not all very is millennials active. and travel still the. I think it is still. I think millennials and travel is still a thing. I just don't. It's I only, never see anything for it anymore. Well, I feel like it's only active in certain areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's because I'm not near DC anymore. <laughs> well, and we I don't do anything. That's why I was like, that's DC's. To my knowledge, I haven't heard anything in years. Um, yeah. I feel like that's another one that LA. I could be confusing that with YTP also. Um, so or con- go to us. conferences, go to trade events. Like right. if you can get in on something, and this is a good time too. Actually, um, I, Heather, do they allow this? Because they will allow it on the supplier side uh, if you pay for it. <laughs> but for conferences like let's say you are invited to a major conference can you bring someone with you um like i, I guess you, but i guess even if they come along like, like you i need probably a better can, i need an yeah, example you probably can't come to meetings and stuff like that but maybe you know if you could tag along with someone and you know pay for their room or whatever something so that you get to go um and just kind of be in that environment and just absolutely even just be the person like like sipping coffee like watching all these meetings go down like you will learn a lot just listen 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 and listen some more yep i i yeah i'm like i think i just that's the best way to to educate yourself um get your industry magazines they're all i think they're all free uh mm-hmm. Yeah, Agent, most, I think yeah. I can't remember what Mark Murphy changed his to. Agent at home, they just combined a bunch. Um, I'm gonna go on the record for saying it is not my favorite industry magazine. Uh, just because of what I don't, they don't cover the topics that are necessarily important to me. But for someone new in the industry, at least be a great way to read something so it's either vacation at home or agent i think it's agent at home now um you know, get your uh, travel age west is one of my favorites they do not ship to the east coast but you can get their daily emails uh read those travel weekly has daily emails um luxury travel advisor has daily emails you know get your hands just be reading stay yeah. stay current uh, stay current you can also set up um Oh, just Google set up, alerts. yeah, set up Google alerts for like the thing that you want to know about, you know, like luxury travel, Ireland travel, whatever it is, like the place that you're trying to learn, and so you can kind of stay on, on top of stuff. It'll send you a little digest every day. Absolutely, and you know, I say all this and and realize that it can become overwhelming. That is your job to not let it overwhelm you. That yes. you have to know where your limit is and say, "Am I feeling overwhelmed by all this?" Okay, take a step back. 
Yeah. Um, or, you know, take it in small doses. Decide decide what you can you can handle because there is a lot to learn. But Katie and I obviously we've only been I like we've been doing it a long time, but we also have been doing it not a long time, you know, compared mm-hmm. to other people and we we obviously don't know everything either. I learned something every single day and rely on my colleagues to fill me in on the things that I'm not aware of. Like just yesterday I learned that um, like there's not really a Michelin star restaurant in the Caribbean and the way Michelin star breaks down the restaurants. I had no idea. I, I could tell you about Michelin star restaurants in Portugal cause I've done a crap ton of research. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I had to go ask, you know, my colleagues on Amico's Facebook group and say, uh, what's the, you know, what's the deal with this? Why, why is Google yeah. failing me? And also I would like to tell people, cause this is something I always find interesting. I feel like people don't utilize the resources available to them nearly enough. Um, any major country, like their tourism board desperately wants you to learn their destination. And they have a ton of great resources. Most of them have like free training programs that you could take and learn. Uh, they have all kinds of information on that site. Um, and then you could also, as you start to grow and as you make connections with uh, hotels or a guide or something, ask them questions. They love this. I do this all the time. I have been doing Ireland in depth for a decade now and I'm still learning stuff. I I just got emails this morning because I'm working on a, a high-end luxury trip on stuff that I didn't even realize that we could set up. Like, okay, we can meet meet one of the Jameson sisters at Jameson and Middleton. Got it. That's in my back pocket forever. I mean, I you know, you just gotta like use ask people. Ask, ask, ask. And listen, listen, listen. I mean, that's really what it all comes back to. But it always amazes me that people are like, well, okay, you know, maybe you know the hotel that you want to use, but you can't, you're having trouble filling on the touring. Talk to the hotel. They know the area. They want, they want you to sell the destination. I think that's the kind of key thing. It's like there's, they, they want you to succeed because they want you to send business and they want to help you succeed. I think you're wholeheartedly right also when we when we say that too i think it's worth mentioning just because i mean let's be honest katie you obviously see this more than i do on your end you know the type the way people write their emails Mm -hmm. so guys when you're (laughs) when you're asking for a lot a be nice like yes stupid nice b add some humor yep make it like that makes you a likable person be like I, I say something silly I mean maybe this actually isn't funny I feel like I use this a lot and maybe somebody's gonna be like yeah I hate when you say it. <laughs> so uh tell me because that's not fair um but say something silly like I know I've bothered you 5,000 times I apologize I'm just trying to understand this better I'm trying to help you know just say something to to break that yes. to make to make it I guess in my head it's like trying to make sure that they know you're on the same page as them like hey we're in this together this isn't me trying to take, take, take from you. Because, Katie, you actually remind me of this all the time. You'll be like, what's in it for them? Mm-hmm. So find a way to turn that conversation or ask that question and then be like, how can I assist you? Um, what information can I provide to help you clarify this? Or, um, you know, what? What? let me know, especially if you're talking to a sales rep, what are you guys having trouble selling? Maybe I can include it in my monthly newsletter or my... Yes. Um, uh, did it, like your you know something on social media and that's just like provide a picture and I'll make sure it's it's on there um something I mean, of that effect to help them 
Yeah, it's, it all so the, it the all, conversations mutual. It's got to be mutual, and it all comes back to we were just having this talk at workation, like what was that a week or so, two weeks ago, um, where somebody was asking how I got set up as an operator, and honestly, I I get more things than I should based on my like sales volume and everything and it's all it's all on relationships and it's all that I make it very easy to work with me and I give more than I take that's why that is at the end of the day I want to give more than I take so if I reach out to someone to ask for someone something so here's a few tips one you can offer to get on the phone to see if that's what they prefer but do not just say hey can we get on a call no 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 don't don't ask someone to someone busy to give up 30 minutes to an hour of their day for something meandering and they don't even know what you're going to talk about. That's not fair. Uh, two, be very clear in what you need. So let's say you, going back to that example of you need some ideas for touring and you're with the hotel. Be like, hey, I'm writing about these clients. Uh, it's parents, kids ages this age. Their interests are X, Y, Z. I'd really love to blow them away. What can you recommend? Like, let them be like, give them all the context. Because if you if you create a situation where you're like, hey, what touring would you recommend? That's so vague that they're only going to give you some basic answers. Mm -hmm. And then when you come back and you're like, well, actually, they don't like history or whatever, you're the asshole. <laughs> like, that's, there's just <laughs> that's like no so true. <laughs> like, well, there's no two ways about it. It's like, thanks. I'm so glad I spent my time on this uh, that I didn't meet your expectations that you did not tell me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> actually, I have kind of a funny one in a. I was like, it's, it was a recent client. I think she'll laugh if she, if she does listen to this one. I'm <laughs> too nervous about sharing. But I always ask if anybody has allergies on my sheet. Mm, yeah. And she said no. So I always, I always ask that again on a call. Um, I, it's just like automatic. Yeah. And she was like, oh, actually, she's like, God, I just didn't want to answer it in there, um, which I can appreciate. <laughs> I can like literally, I'm like, I feel you. I know, you, like, I know what that means, you know, or what that's like. She was like, I'm actually, I actually have celiacs. And I was like, damn. That's you important. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, that's actually going from like one to 100. She's like, I know. I just didn't want to answer. So we had a good laugh about it, though. But that obviously changes. Like, I would have had to go back and scramble all of my restaurant recommendations uh, based on that had she not said that up front and I yeah. didn't ask again. And so I think <laughs> providing as much detailed information. Um, yes. Or I had one I was sharing with Katie this morning before we started that I thought was kind of a great, it immediately made me like this new DMC that I'm trying to work with. I had written them asking if they'd work with them and it worked with this client that I was dealing with. And I had used in my lingo uh, something like, they're really picky, but they actually don't have the budget to be as picky as they are. Ha ha. And he wrote back, he copied and pasted that and said, this is the scariest thing I've ever read. I had nightmares about this. And I just, I, we both like Katie and I laughed. I was like, I can appreciate some like humor to say, Hey, we're on the same page. We are, yeah. we are mutually in this together to get the benefit of this, you know, to the benefit of this client. So, yeah. um, well, and that actually goes to, that's like kind of another point that I, I think that, uh, on the advisor side, this is me speaking as a as a supplier and just like the type of stuff that I get in all day long. Uh, 
it's so important for you. You do want to be on the same team as your supplier. You do want them to feel like that because you are working on it together. Like nothing is more frustrating. We again, when we were talking right before the call and I worked on a trip and like I sent out this beautiful fucking itinerary and literally the person wrote me back right away. So had not even read it and was like, oh, they really wanted this, this and this. I was like, one that was not in anything that you sent me yesterday. But two, I also did include it. It's on this day. It's on this day. And it's on this day. Read it. And that like, this is immediately setting us up to be like, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel she is not on my team. She's not on my team. I nope. feel like I'm working really hard for her for the client. And they like she is not trying to work with me. Not at all. <laughs> not at, not all. at all. I and like you can you can ask questions, Scotty. I don't want anyone like newer to be like, oh, I don't want to like say the wrong thing or ask the wrong thing. Just ask if you have trouble selling something. Like, be just say that. Just be like, yeah, like they are, you know, nervous about this, but like, but they really want to go here. Okay, well then I can give you tips to walk you through that so that you can still sell this destination. You know what I mean? Um, um, this makes me want to say something really quick because I, okay. I know I struggled with this and this is not necessarily related to how to build a business, but um, when I was new, this is something I would always struggle with in terms of when I was dealing with somebody that I didn't, like, let's let's use our dear friend Ireland as an example here. <laughs> um, oh, Ireland. I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm coming to you and I'm like, the client's asking me a hundred questions and I don't know the answer. I'm not familiar enough with the destination. I've either never been, never sold enough, etc. The best thing you can say is, I think Katie and I have talked about this before. You don't need to know the answer. That's mm-hmm. the truth of it. The client isn't actually looking for you to have the answer in that minute. Because think about it when you're in a sales interaction. As long as the person confidently comes back to you and says, you know, I'm actually not sure, but I want to double check with my partner in destination or my destination partner. And mm-hmm. let me just let me reiterate that and make sure that, you know, I have the proper answer. Um, I'm you know, I'm just not 100 percent sure. And then you go to Katie and you're like, here's the, their concerns. Can you help me walk through this? Katie is going to be the happiest person to mm-hmm. educate you so you can educate your client properly. Um, I know she uh, had one a while back that was concerned about driving in Ireland, her and I did. And I could obviously say confidently to them, like you can totally drive in Ireland, but Katie and I were discussing it in ways to to like really make them feel comfortable. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, we can't force anybody to do anything they don't want. But, you know, we were talking about ways we could articulate that it is very safe to drive in Ireland, that, mm-hmm. you know, you there's no reason to be fearful of drive driving in Ireland, but it was such a good opportunity for us to be able to educate the client properly who then will go and educate somebody else on it. I, I, you know, I feel like this is putting a lot of pressure on us in some ways, but I do feel like we as, as travel professionals have a much bigger role than we realize in terms of educating people correctly. Yes. Yes. And I think a lot of us do a shit job of spreading the wrong message. They think they're spreading the right message, but then based on their own personal opinion are telling people otherwise. Um, I don't sell a lot of Asia. I basically only do it when I'm forced to because it's not of an interest to me, but I sure as shit am not out there telling you what's good or what's bad. I'm like, nope, don't know. Couldn't tell you. It sounds like a lot of people to me and I don't want to go. 
Um, yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, leave it to somebody who could speak eloquently about it. Well, and also this is, a, again, going back to use your resources. I find yes. this is one. So like Heather's example of, okay, you know, let me check on this and get back to you and then like sending me or whatever supplier all the questions so that we can kind of take it from there like to me this shows the difference this i could i see this all the time this shows the difference between an experienced travel pro and an inexperienced one because an experienced travel pro knows that we need to cover some of these questions first instead of just jumping straight into an itinerary because an itinerary can't just speak to their fears um, answering these questions and giving them some choices will um we the driving example is a good one i had one earlier this week where the uh, request came in they did not have the budget for a driver guide um, they asked about train travel but they very specifically and explicitly said they hate anything touristy they want to be off the beaten path and then but they're a little fearful of self-driving so then okay we can break these down for you this is what you would have to increase your budget to to consider a driver guide you could decide if that's worthwhile for you um, train travel isn't really that great in ireland but if you want to do it, then you need to let go of the expectation that you won't be with a lot of people and it won't be touristy because you can only go to major cities. And then to go sightseeing, you're going to have to hop on bus tours, which are, in fact, quite touristy. And then <laughs> three, or you can let's talk about self-drive and how you can be more comfortable with that. So I think, you know, instead of whereas like... A, if you cover that up front and then go through those choices with your client, they are going to feel in control of the situation. And then, then, and then they've decided whatever they decide is fine. You know, if they're like, okay, you know what? It is worth it to us to increase our budget for a driver. Or if they're like, you know what? Okay. We're a little nervous about it, but we, we do want to go ahead and self-drive. Then you've already crossed that hurdle and then start doing the itinerary. And what the difference is, is an inexperienced agent would come and just be like, Hey, can you give me the itinerary and tell me how much more it would be for this? And also give me a version for this. It's like sending them six dozen choices. Doesn't do anything. It doesn't speak mm -mm. to, to your knowledge. It doesn't speak to their fears and it doesn't close the sale. That's, the truest of true. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you got to remember that, like, especially in the beginning as you're building your client base is that if you come across as a resource, you are so invaluable. They will mm -hmm. never, ever forget and they will trust you and they will go, well, Janie is our girl or Joe boy is mm -hmm. always going to be it. Like, we're not going to ever travel without them because they provided such an invaluable resource to us. We never had to worry. They were right. They did their due diligence. I mean, your job is to take the stress out of planning a vacation. Part of that stress is having all those questions and fears. And that's our job is to kind of educate them. You know, we can't, I always say we can't take the fear away totally, but we can educate so that they understand or mm -hmm. can make a decision on their own. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it comes down to priorities because at the end of the day, you might get a, a, a feeling for how scared they are of something if that if it is a fear or if it's uh, like your allergy example like mm -hmm. you know that that kind of stuff comes out on the phone more uh, and so you may get like a feeling for those things but y you really you don't know how important it is to them so you need to give them the options and educate them on it so that they can decide their priority because ultimately I you know 
we wish that we could give everybody everything that they want and need on their budget and time frame. <laughs> but like, that's just not how it always pans out. So you have to just talk about priorities. And then when, once you're like empowering them to make that decision, then they've then they've decided they've meant they've made that mental shift that they're ready to plan that specific itinerary. And then you're then you can get to work. Right. I think. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's also that to me answers part of the question of like, how do you how do you build your business in terms of once you do get a client and once mm-hmm. and it, I think I struggle with the idea that I literally teeter totter on this a lot because I because of seeing it in action and thinking about back to like some of the first trips I took whether or not you have to take every single trip that walks through your door because I think Katie and I preach mm-hmm. a lot about you don't have to do that you don't you can say no and I I do genuinely believe that you can say no if your gut is screaming at you you're like I really don't mm-hmm. want to do this trip but when you literally have nothing if it makes sense to you to work on this trip I think the key here is that you have to work at it setting up a process from day one from client one day one or you know client whatever like in your early clients it's not the fact that you have to say no it's just that you have to put the parameters and the boundaries up and put a process in place Mm -hmm. and let the process flow itself out you know you'll change it a hundred times but I think when you're first building the business that is actually the key to making it you a a professional and be credible and see having people continue to refer you. Yeah. It's it's so yes the person comes to you with a $1500 budget per person for some four night quick Caribbean getaway and you're like I want to work on this cuz I need something. I'm just trying to do whatever. Yeah. Great. But from day 1 be start your process. This yeah. is what I need from you. This is how this is going to work. And if you don't know how it's, you're like, I don't even know what a process is. That's when you need to be reaching out to other advisors and talking to them. If you have a host agency, that is what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Go ask in there, hey, what's your process look like? What yeah. do you do from A A to Z? People love sharing this information because, I mean, shit, look at me. I could talk about this for yeah. hours. Well, um, this goes back to like what's in it for them. People love to talk about themselves. Hello, we're on a podcast talking about ourselves. Yeah. Like, just let them. <laughs> and you don't have to do, you know, you can kind of take it and see what works for you. If, if there's somebody you happen to grasp onto, if they've shared, message them. Start talking mm-hmm. to them about it. Ask them. You know, what does this look like? Um, would you mind sharing this? Actually, template bundle number two, shout out to us, um, mm-hmm. little, which will hopefully be done in the next two-ish weeks. Yeah. Um, I know we're like a month behind, guys, but forgive us. Um, it's busy. What, what are we going to do? We got trips to plan. We we're also want it to be good, not, we don't yeah. want to just put out a product. Not that's be not, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's worth worthless. Um, so anyways, template, temp, template bundle number two will actually have my process on there and mm-hmm. all my canned emails um mm-hmm. so if that's something you feel like would be worthwhile to you it will it will be there um, i think i think when in doubt too like if you don't have a process yet and you let's say you're getting this request tomorrow and you haven't had time to ask these questions and kind of figure some of that stuff out uh just always give yourself time take the call and then be like okay let me check into some things for you and i'll be back in touch then send them a follow-up email after you've reached out to your supplier, another advisor, whoever. And when, once you have a, like a sense of the time frame, then you send them a follow-up email. Just be like, hey, I'm working on this for you. Um, it's going to be next week. Like, 
I'll be in your inbox next week with some answers for you. And then we'll I go from there. I love that is, yes, Katie is 110% right. That was, that's a very good point. That's also, um, I feel like we're kind of answering some of the second question we were going to cover, which was customer service tips. Mm -hmm. Um, Your practices for relating to your clients, maintaining the relationships and and dealing with difficult situations and customers. So I do feel like some of this overlaps there because maintaining client expectations is literally what I feel like my job is. That's the Yes, I plan travel. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely what I do. Yes, I have to know a lot about travel, but at the end of the day, my day-to-day work is almost all just maintaining clients. Like, yeah, who's on first? Who's doing what? <laughs> and that doesn't mean I'm perfect at it. Um, definitely not. You know, failing in my own ways sometimes too. Just forget, forget stuff. Stuff slips through the cracks when you get really busy. So well, that's then a it's- constant evolution, though. You know, <laughs> right. it's like we're never going to be 100 percent trying to. And I'm, and it. I feel like. I am just now in the last year, year and a half, putting things in place to ensure that doesn't happen. Like, yeah. because it used to all be in my brain, and now I'm like putting it in places to to make sure that. But, I'm you, staying but on even top of if it. you had that perfected, like this year, next year, you'd you'd have something else. You know, that's true. And, and yeah, I change it's, it. It's You're a right. process. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what Katie said is maintaining their expectations. It's why I I live and die by due dates because a it keeps me honest. It keeps me on a schedule. And because it's weird, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but if it's literally not on my to-do list and then I know I still have to do it, it, that just messes with my brain. (laughs) It's like, I can't put it in place. I'm like, oh, I got, shoot, I got to do that. Like I'll let it sit an inbox or an email sit in my inbox because I know it has to be done, but it's not actually on the to-do list, the task list that I have running on my Gmail. And I'm like, oh shit, like, great. That's another thing that I have, like I have to do. It, that's a weird, weird brain thing for me. So anyways, um, I and, live and die by those due dates because yeah, of that. And be reasonable with your due dates, guys. Uh, we talked about this on stories uh, already. Heather's the only person that gives me a due date unless it's someone who's like, can I have it tomorrow? <laughs> You're like, yeah, in my dream uh-uh. world. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know when, I don't actually remember when I started that, but I think it's been a couple of years that I I don't the funny thing is I don't, I don't remember, remember doing you've, you've, that you have been when doing I worked for a while classic though like no I, I don't I think don't you were doing that, that then um uh, but we were churning and burning in 48 yeah, hours yeah you were but you've been doing it for a while now on your own I don't remember when you started either. either but you always do you're like this is what it is and here's the other thing Heather does it guys like pro tip when she gives me a date she's like hey I want to have it to them by this date uh, is let me know if that doesn't work. She's also not just giving me a date and, and holding me to this expectation that I have to drop something and get it done. One, she gives me plenty of time, more time than anyone else gives me. And two, and by the way, Heather has a really high close rate, so there's something to it. <laughs> uh, two, um, she, she's, you know, she's not just like, so don't just email your suppliers and be like, I need this by X, Y, Z. No, no, no ask be like can i get this by xyz and they it's can tell like, you guys it's a normal human be nice be nice <laughs> like, I'm i know not the nicest person in the it's, world it's kind of crazy like- it's like <laughs> this is the secret but you guys i mean heather knows because she sees the backside of my business all the time um but 
and not to not to sound like a Debbie Downer or a whiner about it, because I'm sure this is the same thing on the advisor side dealing with the client. Um, but in my case, most of my clients are the advisors. And it can be pretty thankless when you're like, they, you know, people send you stuff with the expectation that you drop everything and do it now and then don't even read what you send. Uh, don't give you any feedback. <laughs> like, just be like treat other people the way you want your clients to treat you treat your suppliers the way you want your clients to treat you oh god like hello you would think you think this is common sense but my inbox says otherwise yeah it's it's not it's very trans actually it's fascinating it's kind of as transactional as we used to be as as advisors yeah like it's almost like the advisor hasn't they expect the client to grow to this advisor mindset but they haven't grown to that they haven't matured enough to realize mm-hmm. that that should trickle down it should be a domino effect yeah um yeah. like they and treat I, suppliers like a transaction yeah and i try to do like you guys this is something i'm working on too because obviously i get really busy and i'm just like popping quick emails out to hotels and guides all the time and so like not that I'm perfect in this but when I when it's something that I really need like I'm l- working on this really specialty one so I sent out the emails to the sales directors I want to talk to last night I gave them everything I'm looking for I told them what I uh, would like to know from them and then I said are you in the office this week let me know a good time we could talk and like they're they're gonna tell me like I've already heard back from them that it's like hey I've been until this time today and this time tomorrow okay great like I'm not just gonna call and put them on the spot for exclusive experiences and expect them to know that immediately I, I yeah I think that so um the other day I mentioned this on stories too kind of going that same vein of that I have like a seven to ten day turnaround and um somebody had commented on it and I just got I started that the probably the same whenever I magically started this due date thing which I'm betting was when I basically went out on my own I think so I think it's probably when you started to be too busy yeah well I was like and I had to because I work three days a week I have three office days a week um but the other thing is it also helps put you in charge. And I think going along with, you know, maintaining client expectations is also inserting that you are in charge of this transaction, that you are the one who is going to tell them when things are due, tell them what's next. I mean, to me, the worst thing is if somebody catches me off guard and is like, hey, what about X, Y, Z? And I've I've forgotten or like never wrote it down in the right place to get it done. That is for me personally, that's like a huge failure. I'm like, oh shit, I, yeah. you know, I messed up. So anyways, um, it, it just like the whole due date thing works for everybody. Nobody has ever balked at me. And I give them the due date on the consult call. The part of my verbiage is something along the lines of, okay, the next step in the process is I'll send you guys a follow-up. If everything is agreeable and you want to move forward working with me, there will be an invoice in there. And I need that back in you know 48 hours in order to maintain uh, my due date. And then I'll like look at my calendar and say, okay, I can get this to you by this date. If I get it done sooner, you'll have it, but more than likely it'll be on that date. Um, and everybody's like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, it immediately establishes you as the person in control of what's happening. And also, guys, don't underestimate that you are the the psychology of having to wait. Like, for example. Oh, my God. (laughs) uh, In theme parks, do you think it's an accident 
that a new ride, like the way those lines are set up, that you go into different rooms, that you become invested in waiting, to you'll wait an hour for 90 seconds on a thrill ride. That is by design. It is so, it amps up your anticipation from each step to each step to each step. So when you churn out a like highly specialized FIT in two days, you have devalued it. I think that's, I think there's, yeah, a lot of interesting Be- sites and, behind that. And I see it too. And, and I also, I, I'm not, not saying that I'm great at this. Like I try to get these things done and out as soon as I can get them well, done you and, and out. I have talked about this. That, that I think this is what's interesting. I think that is hard on the supplier advisor relationship. Yes. And we've talked it's about ways that this yeah. is could change because the problem is, this is actually a great due date, whole reason to have a due date is because you might not get this to, to Katie, let's just use this example, for another 24 to 48 hours after you've spoken to the client, maybe you're waiting for something. Well, now we've lost two days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Katie's slammed. She needs two to three days depending on what you're asking for. Okay. So now we're at day five. That's mm-hmm. why like to me, the automatic answer is About seven days. Yeah. yeah. You need seven. Also, nobody wants, if all they want is quick work, let them go get their mm-hmm. quick work somewhere else. Yeah. And also, I should we should point out, like, if they are just asking for something that's, like, real basic and you're selling, um, uh, you know, like, they, you just need to be like, yeah, here's this uh, escorted tour. Here's this cruise. It's available this date and the price. Like, you should be getting those out quickly. Um, and, and we also did say people who are, like, brand new and that's all you're working on. I don't think it should be 24 hours. No. Uh-uh. It should be, but like 48 to 72. But again, that also depends on what they're asking for. If it's a custom Ireland, no, that should take five days. Yeah. If it's, but if it's like they need a couple options in the Caribbean, you could probably whip that out in 48 hours. I yeah. also don't, you don't want to send them 5,000 options. So you do need to do your research and, and verbalize mm-hmm. that to the client. I need to do my research based on what you have said. I want to give you vetted, curated answers to make sure that I'm not making it more confusing than the research you've already done and are confused on. Yeah. Why send them 10, 10 options? And then here's the other thing you can say when they come back and let's say those three options weren't good. And I'm going to use like Jamaica for an example of night now. They're like, oh, we don't like those three options. You also say this in your consult and again in your email when you send it out. Please tell, let me know why. Tell mm-hmm. me something why because otherwise you turn around three more options. You, you're going to do it's that for nothing. weeks. Yep. And then if you're determining there, you're like, because maybe you didn't ask the budget question or you know they're on a tight budget, they've verbalized that, then you know it's also a price point issue. Yes. And you can yep. then hone in and say, okay, Here's the best price to option that I'm willing to put my name beside, but you need to know these things. It doesn't have this. It doesn't have this. Let me know if you want to lock it in. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ho- don't spin your wheels. Don't, don't spin, spin your, spin wheels. your wheels. And this also goes back to, we've kind of covered this before on, on episodes where it's like, don't be afraid to, and this comes with time, guys. I don't expect anyone like in year one or even two to be feel confident in doing this um but push back a little bit so when someone says like oh let's just go back to that same example i had for the self-drive or wanting a versus wanting a driver and they're you know if i give them their options and create an itinerary do the whole thing and they're like oh we just really don't want to drive uh you know it's basically like they want to have their cake and eat it too they want the driver Mm -hmm. to be 
in their budget and it just isn't and like that is when you don't you this this isn't when you start bending over backwards to create some magical unicorn to fly them around <laughs> Ireland. like this is when you say okay listen I also want this that to be in the budget but it isn't so you tell me what would you like to do how would you like to move forward like what would make you feel more comfortable paying more and having a driver or using caution and self-driving like just put it back on them make yes. make them take ownership of that decision too because if you get through that process and say you end up booking that self-drive but but at no point in the process that they've taken real ownership of that decision they're going to get there they're going to be terrified like do the do them a solid do them a favor this is part of this is part of your job for to to get them to feel confident in the things they're about to go do i agree i I feel like I need to get better at the due dates thing. Like, even since we've been talking about it, because I always try to turn around. See, uh, like we've said before, it's, I I feel like my my workflow is obviously a little bit different because right. uh, it's I'm working with advisors. So I'm I really am working on their time frame. I can't be like, I mean, I guess I could, but I don't want to. But you could bottleneck say- my my business in that way. But yeah, I do. I do need to just. I need to be giving out better timelines to myself. I try to do it as as quickly as I can, with the expectation that when I get it to the advisor, that they may not be able to send it until the next day, till they've had time to sit down and read it and then send it. Um, right. I think I you could just what you would do in in my head, or what mm-hmm. I anticipate, like when I send a date out or something. Um, is for you to come back and just say, yes, I can have it to you by this date. It actually just happened this this week with me. I just point blank asked because I didn't necessarily have a due date for this client. They're, I'm kind of fitting them in. Yeah. And um, they wrote back and said, okay, we can have it to you Friday. Great. You know what I told the client? It'll be there Tuesday. Yeah. Because yeah. I need that. I need 24. I need at least you a few hours at it. What if they're behind? So I think in your case, the appropriate thing would be like, this sounds good. Here's what I need. If I get that back within 24 hours, I can have it to you by this date. And then, and then that's Katie. That's not your job. Like you. I know. And this is what kills me for you. So I'm like, <laughs> it is not your job to have like to maintain the client for the advisor. I know. I know. I I really do have a hard time not taking that on. But I do. I so I do that now where I give myself a deadline or give the uh, give everyone a deadline. I'm usually I usually just use a little bit looser terms to to give myself a buffer. So I'll be like end of the week, early next week. Those are my two (laughs) two time frames. Um, But I this is where I think if I was like a traditional advisor, if I was doing, if I had, if everything was coming in through a process and the client call, you know what I mean? I could be like, well, listen, I don't have any more call slots open, so we're not starting till next week. I can't really do that with advisors. So at the beginning of the week, I may, you know, have totally enough time to get everything done. And then by the end of the day, it's like, oh, I just got in all these new trip requests. So my week looks a lot different now. Right. Um, so that becomes harder for me to manage. But honestly, I really do need to be a little a little I don't know if pickier is the right word uh about what I am taking 
on, I guess. Well, no, I'm good at that. I already say no to a lot of stuff. Um, I, I, uh, I, I do need to just get better on the due dates because going back to what we were saying, like the kind of like the psychology behind waiting or not waiting and getting things right away or whatever. I really do. Like if I, I probably need to go back and like actually review everything and run, run like actual numbers, but just from what I've seen, um, like for example, you have a great closing rate for stuff that we work on together because, and, and you give enough time. Whereas I send something out, sometimes I get something out and I get it all done and out in two days. And it's like a, a day later, they're like, no, actually we wanted what this. So it's like, whoa, hold on, hold on. So you hadn't even fully thought through the things that you wanted. And if I had just given enough time, or a good example, actually, this happened this week. One, I have, I have to get it out by tomorrow, but uh, um, it came in early in the week, and initially it was like, they could go any time in July. And luckily, I hadn't actually started, I had outlined it, but I hadn't started like working out dates or anything yet. Um, and then they, they came back yesterday, and it was like, okay, actually, they have dates. It's this date to this date. And I'm like, okay, thank God. Now I, okay, now I know the work on that. So it can, also tells me time. because we get to have all these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna hate on my own on my own colleagues. Oh they get <laughs> a bit, but I it like literally blows my mind when you tell me you don't have specific dates or stuff. That mm-hmm. to me, that's my job as the advisor. So what I would do when a client tells me they have a month to travel, my next question is, any dates I have to avoid? Okay, that may or may not help us. We'll mm-hmm. narrow it down. If there's a holiday in the month, we're going to talk about that. And then I'll work backwards. I actually don't handle most airfare anymore. Um, I just started that two Ooh, weeks ago. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so free. Um, so anyways, but I still am happy to advise on it. And I know it still plays a role into yeah. you know budgeting. So I'll go Google Flights or SendTrav and look and see what air is running for certain dates and make a decision on dates based on that. So then when I'm presenting it to the the tour operators or DMC, I'm saying, hey, here are the dates I want to work within. If you need me to be flexible by a day or two, I can be. Yes. So See, this is a dream come true because when, if, here's what I think some advisors don't understand is they think that it's easier if I, which honestly, this is on me. I'm spinning my wheels. So what I should do is just create an itinerary, just be like, this is what I'd like to do for them. Let me know when they have dates so we can see what's available. But I don't, I end up, I'll check everything. I'll check and I'll find the best window of dates. And then it turns out like, well, they really want to get back on a Saturday and it changes the whole itinerary. And what you guys don't see is me, like, let's say that trip has uh, four hotels. I have to go back and then recheck with every single one. And if it doesn't work, I'm basically starting over. So, yeah. I, I just need to stop doing I need to stop. Well, you know what, though? <laughs> this is this is I just hate recommending really... stuff and someone falling in love with it and then finding it's... out it's not available. I hate it. Katie, it's not. I'm so PSA to all my colleagues. <laughs> that is not freaking Katie's job. Excuse my not French <laughs> French, but like that is your job as an advisor. You are to be qualifying the client. It is not Katie's job or any of the DMC's job. Can they help you and educate you? Yes, but it's not their job to qualify the client. So I actually feel like my job is to be the expert in the client. I am not the expert at every destination. If that is how you're selling travel, we just sell travel differently and there's nothing wrong with that. But people are my thing. That's where I am very confident of my skills. I've spent 
now 12 years reading people, learning cues. I also yeah. think this goes, sometimes I have to say this point blank to a client too, but I think it's funny because people, actually my uh, registered dietitian said this to me the other day and it's <laughs> it's so true. And I so I have to be reminded, she's like, you are not a snowflake. You're not special. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but it's, I was like, damn, that, I mean, she's right. So clients think that the circumstances have only ever happened to them. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, true. I've been doing this for years. This ain't new. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe you have to say that to a client and then you have to know, hey, I can't do this. Stop bend, like stop just trying to be so nice and accommodating when your job yeah. is to get something done. Your God, job I is to be I feel like you're speaking nice. straight to my heart. <laughs> I get, I'm just, fr- I'm like frustrated. <laughs> like st- I'm like, I need to write this on my wall. Stop being so accommodating. You need to get stuff done. <laughs> or, or do you want me to do a job or do you want me to sit around here and be nice? Like that's, right, right. that's, that is what I want to be. Obviously I want to be nice. Like, you know, it's that weird. I, I want to be nice, but we have a job to do. Well, we I'm not sitting do. around here to not get paid. Well, and it is so hard, but like this, this again goes back to before you send something out, think about what, just put yourself in the other person's shoes for a minute. Cause I really do think that advisors think they're doing me and the client a favor being like, they're totally flexible anytime in August. And I'm like, that's that's not you know how hard it is for me to check like across a bajillion different dates in August because here's the thing I this is like this is a me problem I understand this but I can't just pick one and go with it I will check a bunch of different dates and I will make little charts where I show which hotels are not available on which date and I will pick the best possible option to be like we want to stay here midweek because these rates are a little bit better and we want to do this here and that is a shit ton of work and every time I do it it's never like they come back and are like yep those dates then it's like they tell me what their real dates are and we have to start over <laughs> help yourself my friends i know everybody I is stop. here Ugh. well it's just it's like i think what we forget and we talked about this a little bit ago and i know we got to wrap up because you guys are probably sick of hearing us talk for 60 plus minutes um obviously Whatever. about a topic deal that with it passionate about <laughs> um oh you see you're nice about it i'm already uh, like over everybody like i'm not nice <laughs> anymore guys deal <laughs> i just i think that there's just so much i hear penny um so oh, much she's been barking this whole time i'm really this is gonna be an interesting edit <laughs> she'll be fine um yeah. <laughs> it go, we were talking about it earlier we are all on the same team and i think that gets mm-hmm. lost in the shovel in that transaction-based business and i also yeah. realized some of this you're like well i'm just using like classic or vax to price some caribbean for sure Obviously yeah. not talking about the conversation. Although I do have a girl at Va- at Vax at Classic that I use, and I have open conversations with her, and she actually um, sends me all my like quick quotes over so I can put them into a proposal for somebody. And I'll say, hey, what are you selling a lot of for this? Because she knows me and knows my clients at this point, or my you know typical client. Um, so I think that that can even happen in that space when the uh, supplier allows for it. But mm-hmm. we are all on the same team. At the end of the day, we the supplier Ooh. or the DMC is on the same team as you. Work together. Work together. Make and it easy to work together. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's really like the key key thing. Like be you want people to work with you, be easy to work with. That's what imagine that everyone is fucking busy and make it easy to work with you. 
<laughs> like, because yep. everyone is everybody busy. needs all the information <laughs> from the get go. And yeah, I know a newbie is listening to this, like somebody who's been doing it only a year or two or something like that, um, or less or whatever. And they're like, oh, I don't know what to ask. Fair. That is actually a very fair tell, point. Tell us. Tell your uh, be like. I don't your, know what to ask. Yeah. See, like, what, what information do you need? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly. I kind of wish I said that at the at thirty mark because I don't know that anybody's going to hear that at an <laughs> hour and six minutes in. But if that is, if as a new person, the best thing you can take away from this really long podcast is ask. like be nice and ask what you mm-hmm. what do you need from me, and then even say that to your client before you you know even if it's after the consult, you're like. I'm going to talk to my destination partners. I may have a few more questions for you. Yeah, that's all it is. Like, they're not going to be upset about that. Yeah, exactly. Don't just they're going to be grateful that you're being thorough. That's why they want to work with you. Wow, we covered a lot Uh um, and we yelled a lot. So, uh, hopefully, so that's how we built our business. We build our business by not taking shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just got to like, you got to learn. If you haven't heard us say it already, you have to listen, 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 ask questions, be giving. Don't be a taker. Don't be a taker. Don't be the asshole. Like, we got one rule around here. Don't be a dick. I'm sorry <laughs> if you it. have kids around. I've I know. I keep thinking really of that. Language. I'm like, if somebody listens, make sure you put the explicit button Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Well, we need to put a, a note at the top of this it's one. It's on. Like, I had to put it on all of them. It's like, you, I just had to mark it as explicit. So we're we'll like listed have to be as like, P.S. We swear in this one. No podcasting in the car with kids. Yeah, like, don't podcast in the car with kids. Oh my oh gosh! My gosh. It's so... so I did this to my family too. My my nephew was like, "You've said shit like three times in the last ten minutes." I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Whoopsie. kids, you guys, so I don't have this built-in filter yet, and I forget. So I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so funny. All right. Well, hopefully that was helpful. Um, obviously, if we can touch upon something in specific, in particular that we've discussed, let us know. Yeah. Uh, just so you know that we are, we do not have any more mentorship spots open, but we are considering opening some one-hour consult calls um, for those that would would just like a concentrated hour uh, of our time. And um, yeah, I, yeah. So let got, us know. We've gotten you... a few requests on that where it's not necessarily people aren't looking for uh, maybe a long-term commitment, but they just want to get on the phone and and talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Email us. We'll, we'll work something out. Otherwise, we'll get those template bundle out to you guys ASAP. ASAP. Thank you I for listening. Yeah. And if you have more questions, obviously, we oh, only yeah. covered We're- one. But uh, <laughs> we we will be doing like a lot more of these episodes. So if there's something that you like want to ask and want to and we will keep it anonymous, you can ask whatever you want. Um, just like send it, send it to us. And uh, you'll be hearing more of these. Okay. Have a good week. All right. Bye.